I believe he'll do it again. I believe the Lord's able. One thing about the Lord, he said, I am the Lord and I change not. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it before, he'll do it again. He's a, he's a repeat miracle worker. He'll, he'll heal time and time again. He'll deliver time and time again. He'll come through time and time again. I'm thankful for him today. Thankful for the Lord. I'm thankful for his presence we've felt in this house so far. What God's doing. No place I'd rather be than in the presence of the Lord. And what gives you just an extra special blessing is to be with the people that he loves. You know he loves you today. I hope you do. I hope you know how much the Lord loves you today. If you've got your Bibles, you want to turn with me for just a moment. Um, In the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 18. And verses, we're going to start in verse 21 today. And we'll read, I'll read quickly. It's a little, little few passages, but I'll read quickly just to get us through it. It says, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times. Well, what a question. How many times have we asked that of the Lord? How many times am I going to have to forgive this person? How many times am I going to have to say, it's okay, I forgive you? How many times, Lord? Jesus said, I say not unto thee until seven times but until 70 times 7. You know, our idea of forgiveness is a little different than the Lord's idea of forgiveness. And the Lord said, not what you say, but what I say. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven like to a certain king which would take account of his servants. When he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, loosed him, forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence laid his hands on him, took him by the throat, said, pay me what you owe. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet, besought him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but he went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because you desired me. And should not thou have also had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you if you from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. I want to preach on this thought for just a few moments. Forgiven forgiver. 
the forgiven forgiver. Let's pray for the message today. Lord, we love you today and thank you. What a presence we have felt. We're so blessed and honored, God. What a privilege to be in your house. And Lord, now, God, we ask you to touch our hearts and let us have good ground for this word to grow in. Let us be ready, God, to receive and hear what the Spirit would say to the church and let it make us better and change us forever. Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Now give the Lord a hand clap of praise and a shout. Aren't you thankful for the Word of God? Life-changing Word of God. You can be seated this morning. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. The forgiven forgiver. There is freedom in forgiveness. First, let me say this. There is no greater enemy to the soul of any born-again believer than unforgiveness. You can't name any other sin because any other sin you can be forgiven. But Jesus said if we won't forgive, we can't be forgiven. If we have unforgiveness in our heart, then we can't be forgiven no matter how many times we ask. There is no greater enemy to your soul than the spirit of unforgiveness. It will turn into a root of bitterness and it will change you and and turn you into somebody that you don't want to be. But in this passage, we find this freedom that comes with forgiveness and it happens in two different levels. Number one, we get freedom from the Lord. We're free from our sins and that's wonderful. But it also, it frees us from the prison that unforgiveness brings. Because when we can't uh, forgive, friend, let me tell you, you're a prisoner of your unforgiveness. You're a prison of all the emotions. You know, when you're in prison, there's a lot of things go on in prison that we don't know about, only prisoners know about. A lot of it, they ain't just locked up and sitting in there waiting on time to pass by. There's a lot of things that happen inside a prison cell. And when you become a prisoner to unforgiveness, and there's a lot of things that happen in your life that begin to happen in your walk, that begin to happen inside your heart, in your mind, the thoughts that come with unforgiveness, the actions that come because of unforgiveness, the words that you will speak because of unforgiveness, the things you'll say, do, the actions, the way people will begin to perceive you will all be evident when unforgiveness is in your life. And we love uh, uh, to be forgiven by God But us forgiving is probably the most struggled with of all attributes that we have walking for the Lord. We can do anything, it seems like, but do I have to forgive? That's maybe why Peter came with the question, how many times do I have to forgive? He he was hoping that there would be a cutoff. I wish there'd be a cutoff here because I really got some thorns in my flesh and I would really like to just be done with them. But he said, so Lord, how many times? You know, seven, seven, seven times, what, how many times? It's not like you think, Peter. It's not the same. He, he says, not seven, but 70 times seven. And don't start doing the math and say, all right, I'm marking off the calendar. Because that's not what Jesus was saying. He said, the principle is this, is that there is no cutoff. There is no limit. Because if there's a limit for you forgiving somebody, then there's a limit for me forgiving you. I don't want God marking down how many times he's forgiven me. Can you, do you know how many times you've asked God to forgive you? 
you don't know. And, but he knows. And aren't you glad that he hadn't said, that's the end of it. I'm cutting you off. But we still feel that presence. We still feel that rush of the Spirit when we fall down and we're earnest with him and say, forgive me. Forgive me, God, for what I have done. And so when we are living this life and showing the life of Jesus in this body, in this flesh, then forgiveness will actually, it'll be the forefront of who we are and and what we display because one of the number one things people will say when they think of Jesus, he will forgive you. Jesus forgave me. God forgives us of all of our sins and we love the fact that God has forgiven us of all our sins. There is forgiveness with God. God is a forgiver. Psalm 130 and 3 through 5 says, If thou, Lord, should mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait, and in his word do I hope. Oh, let me tell you that. Uh, that's the wonderful thing about knowing that God is a forgiver is that I have hope uh, in him. And if he were to just mark my iniquity and keep a record of my sin, then I could not stand in the day of judgment. But there is forgiveness with God. You need to understand, if you don't know that today, you need to know in here today that God will and he can and he will forgive you of your sins. He will wash your sins away. Uh, if you repent of your sins and are baptized in his name, friend, he will wash your sins away. God's a forgiver. Psalm 103, 2 and 3 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So his benefits are more than he gave me a, a great job. He gave me a, uh, man, I got a new car. Oh, I got... I got the best boy or girl anybody's ever seen. All these benefits. Hey, that could be benefits. But here is the benefit that matters because it's not our education, our bank account, or who we are with that's going to get us into heaven. But he is the forgiver. He forgiveth all thine iniquities. He healeth you that come up for prayer today. He healeth all of our diseases. I don't want to forget the benefits that God has for me, I'm thankful today that I have been forgiven. 1 John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. John also wrote that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. And friend, if you can just go to Him and confess your faults, He is faithful to forgive. That means he won't turn you away. Just like in this parable, this, this guy owed a debt that he could not pay. And he said, have mercy on me and I will pay it all. If you'll just, just have mercy on me. And he fell down and, and just was humble before him. The king said, you know what? I want to forgive all of that debt. That's what you got to do. God, have mercy on me. And God will not turn you away. He will forgive you. And I am glad today that I have been forgiven. I'm so thankful today that his blood has washed me. Have you been to the fountain? <laughs> have you been washed by the blood? Are you, you know, we, we love to sing about forgiveness. We love to embrace forgiveness. But 
just being forgiven doesn't get us off the hook of being a forgiver. We we have to also show forgiveness. We are his disciples. We are his servants. And we must be like him in all of our ways, even in this way. But not just, we, we want to be like Jesus in the miraculous. Oh, I want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I, oh, I want to be able to do that. I want to raise the dead. I want to, hey, I'd like to feed 3,000 or 5,000 with a loaf of bread and a fish. Hey, it'd be awesome. I, I'd love to walk on water. I, I want the miraculous. I want the miraculous. There is not a greater miracle than Jesus forgiving your sin. There's not. We, we, we want to be like Jesus in all these miracles, but if I'm going to be like him, oh, I want to be, I'm going to be just, what would Jesus do? He'd, he'd forgive. We, when we get into a problem, we go, we're counseling people, well, what would Jesus do? You know, like we feel smart when we say that. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And so, you know what they did to me? Da, 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 da. What would Jesus do? He'd forgive. Wait a second. What do you mean, forgive them? Yeah, that's what Jesus would do. Has Jesus ever forgiven you? Well, sure. Then you better forgive so you don't lose your unforgiveness. If the parable is true, if it's what he said, if it's like he said, he said, listen, the kingdom of heaven is like this. He said, I'll forgive you, but if you get silly and sideways in this life and start not forgiving people, I'll call you back in. We'll have another chat. And and the prison that I set you free from, you'll find yourself headed to. Listen, unforgiveness is a prison you don't want to be in. He said, I'm going to put him in there and he's going to stay there till he pays the very last of it. He's going to be there and pay the full price. I don't want to end up in the prison of unforgiveness. I have been forgiven, but I must also be a forgiver. I am a forgiven forgiver. It's got to happen. There is no loophole on this. There is no, well, this was so bad, I'll let you slide. You don't have to forgive them. He said, listen, even your enemies, you pray for them that despitefully use you. Love thy enemy. Love him while Jesus loves him. You know, Jesus loves you, but he loves those that don't love you. Does that... That don't, make you, that don't make you look bad at Jesus, does it? Because guess what? He used to be out of the way, and he still loved you. Jesus loves me, and he loves those that don't love me. He loves me, and he loves my enemies. And if he loves my enemies, then I will love my enemies, and I will pray for them. And, hey, and what God does is heap them coals of fire on their head. It makes them very uncomfortable uh, when they're around, when they see you and all you can do is say, hey, bud, I love you, and they just, oh, it eats them up. You, you can just see the singeing, uh, hair starting to singe. They, you, know they don't, you know they don't like you. And you go, hey, how you doing? I love you. And then you just turn around and walk off going, ah, that's right, Jesus, get them. Because I'm just going to pray for them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to get but. I don't want nobody to not like me. I like everybody. I love everybody. And I pray all the time, God, if somebody has something against me, don't hold it against them on my account because I, I, I got nothing on nobody. Don't let them stumble because of me. Let them just, if they got something against me, let them forget me because <laughs> I don't want them to fall because of me. But there is no loophole on this. And, 
And listen, we pray for so many things, but listen, unforgiveness is just as deadly as any disease. Yeah. And so when we pray for healings, the, the miracle of healing of diseases, we need to pray for the miracle of healing and unforgiveness, that people will learn to forgive one another. Jesus was very specific and direct when he talked about this subject. In Matthew chapter 6, he taught his disciples how to pray. And so we, we recite that and we quote that, but there's some very real instruction for who we are in the Lord's prayer. And uh, we know it, uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give me this day my daily bread. And then in verse 12 of Matthew 6, he says, and forgive us our debts. This is how you're supposed to be praying. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So we have to ask him and then make a statement of intent that we will forgive others as he has forgiven us. Friend, I'm trying to keep you out of prison. I'm trying to keep you out of prison. You're about to go in a debtor's prison that you can't get out of if you don't get some forgiveness going on in your life. Well, you don't know what they've done. No, I don't, and I don't have to know because this one thing right here trumps all of it. Lord, if I'm going to ask him to forgive me, I must be intent on forgiving others. It's intentional. You don't accidentally forgive. You've got to be intentional about forgiving. Lord, forgive them uh, or forgive me as I forgive others. And then he says, and lead us not into temptation. This is all following in line. He's saying, avoid the temptation of getting even. Just forgive them. Father, forgive me as I forgive others and lead me not into temptation to text about them, to post something ugly about them, to throw shade. Ain't that what y'all, throw shade, to be salty toward them. Help me not to uh, try to be that keyboard warrior. Get them with that. Oh, no, no. Lord, let me deliver me from the temptation of getting even, of putting my two cents in, of justifying myself. Listen, God will fight your battle. And listen, there ain't no greater victory than for you to just walk free of the chains and the prison of unforgiveness. Get away from But you can let that go. Let me tell you, that's coals of fire on people's head. Just live your life and go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. Do what Jesus would do. Forgive them. He said, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Listen, the kingdom is what matters. And we're part of the kingdom. And if we're going to be part of the kingdom, we've got to be forgivers. Oh, I love to thank God I'm forgiven. But can you say, thank God I'm a forgiver? You'll never be more like Jesus than when you can say, I forgive you. The greatest thing, you know, we, we can't wait for that future time when we hear him say, well done. But until he says, well done, I'm always listening to him say, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I, I want to hear him say that over and over and over again. And then I should reiterate, you know, we quote Jesus a lot, but how many times do we quote him saying, neither do I condemn thee. 
We quote, we quote a lot of his miracle statements, but how about, I don't condemn you. Thy sins are forgiven against me, I forgive you. How many times do we say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Verse 14, he said, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. I can be forgiven, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. There's no plainer way to say it. If you won't forgive, you won't be forgiven. I'm trying to help you today. I'm trying to help us today. Let me tell you, in this world today, there's a lot of hurt feelings in this world today. There are people uh, this last year, year and a half, has revealed a lot of things to a lot of people. And, and people have, that were once close are not close anymore because of, of the, not because they got sick, but because of the virus, their opinions and their statements and their way to approach this virus, it divided people. People that had loved each other, worshipped with each other, prayed with each other, preached with each other, sang together. Separated. Political stuff started moving in. Separated us. Let me tell you, but there is no division in the body. And if we're going to be unified, listen, we won't be unified unless there's forgiveness in the body. We are forgiven, but God help us to be forgivers. We have got to learn to say, brother, I love you and I forgive you. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it's not personal and sometimes it's personal, but it doesn't matter. People say, well, I can forgive stuff that's not personal. Well, you're going to have to forgive it whether it's personal or not. You just, because there's no distinction there. And you're like, I can't do it, but you can. Because if he said you could, you could. It's a, it's a decision. Whether you believe that or not, it's a decision to forgive. And what he put inside of you. You know who lives inside of you? Greater is he that's in you. And you know what that great God is that's inside of you? He is a forgiver. And if he is inside of you, you can forgive. If I'm going to do the things that Jesus did, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to do the things that Jesus did. I got the Holy Ghost. I'm going to walk on water. I'm going to preach. I'm going to perform miracles and signs and wonders. And all that won't mean squat if you can't forgive nobody. Hey, if Jesus had come and walked on water and turned water into wine and raised the dead and said, but I ain't forgiven none of you chumps. Well, then what, what good would it have done us? His forgiveness. Hey, them miracles were simply a byproduct. He said, look, I'm going to do this so you know who I am. But the main greatest miracle ever happened is me forgiving you of your sins to release you from that debt, to save you uh, from a devil's hell, to, to get you out of prison, to set us free. The Bible said he'd come, Isaiah wrote, said he, to open the door of the captives. We, we were captive by that sin, but he forgave us. He opened the door. But now, if you don't want to head back to that little prison, you better start getting like Jesus and you better start forgiving. Listen, there's no loophole. There's no exception. There's no stipulations. You and I, we must forgive because Jesus forgave us of the most unspeakable of things. There's a lot of, all of us here, you don't just want to, 
if I were to put a whiteboard up here and say, why don't you come here and write everything you did? Uh-uh. <laughs> well, I'll just go over and put sin. Use your imagination. Because I'm not going to write down all those things. We don't want it, but it's, we wouldn't want nobody to know. And I'm not saying that when things happen that we don't hurt. I'm not saying that, that we're going to just forget things. But we must forgive because we must be like him. Jesus did not forget what they did to him, but he forgave them. And we're striving to be more like Jesus. It's, uh, it's the absolute of his word that reigns in us and causes Christ to be formed in us. And one of the absolutes of his word is, if you're going to be forgiven, you must forgive. It's how we pray. By not allowing an exception, then I realize this. I must forgive to be forgiven, so I strive. I am not perfect. I am like Paul. They, believe me, you think oh, I can just rattle it off. Nobody just rattles off forgiveness because when something hits you and hurts you, it, it leaves a bruise. It leaves a puncture. It leaves a wound, and, and, and your flesh automatically goes, this is how we need to react. You, you, get, you, you, start, you like Peter's idea of, what about forgiveness right here, Lord? And the Lord's going to say, forgive them. Really? Yes, really. <laughs> Don't think that the Lord thinks that you're going to be like, yes, sir. Because you're not. The Lord's going to say, forgive them. You're going to be like, are you serious? And he's going to be like, always. I'm serious. Uh, yes, you must forgive them. God, they, hey, shall I make you a list? I was despised and rejected. I, I was beaten and bruised. I was nailed to a cross. And what did I say when I was hanging on the cross? And there you are. And that's it. That's our example. That's him. Oh, I'm going to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to forgive. <laughs> yeah, I will be like Jesus. And you ain't going to be laying hands on nobody to be healed because it ain't going to work. Those things are not going to work. You can't draw nigh to him with your mouth, but your heart be far from him. And if you're not forgiven, your heart is far from him. Hello. If we're not a forgiver, then our heart is far from him because it's in his heart to forgive. I realize that without his forgiveness, I'm lost and nothing else will matter. Sometimes you forgiving will set somebody free. You see what happened when the king forgave the guy? It freed him. It freed him. And the king didn't have to worry about it anymore either. He let it go. But sometimes people want you to forgive them. And if you're like, well, I just can't forgive you, man, it holds it over them. You say, well, they ought to, you know, people say, well, you ought to just be strong. I say, well, I did my part. But sometimes they need to hear, I forgive you, so they can move on and go. It's just like the, then there's another guy comes up to the guy who was forgiven. We have a, one who is forgiven. He's like, hey, forgive me of what I owe you. Grabs him around the neck. Pay me what you owe. He could have set that guy free. But instead, he got locked up. He, he got called back in. Hey, didn't I just forgive you all that debt, debt just because you asked? Well, yeah then why didn't you do the same thing? Throw him in the prison until he pays every single bit of it. 
get him. Oh my, I do not want that in my life. I do not want to be locked up in that prison of unforgiveness. I want out. You can't love people and not forgive them. People try that stuff. Well, I'll love them, but I ain't forgiving them. That, that don't even work. That's why we're forgiven because he loved us. Love covers a multitude of sin. That's scripture. So you can't dictate. That's not love. You're just tolerating people. That's not, that's not love. But when you love people, you will forgive them. You can, and listen, you cannot worship, give, or pray your way around unforgiveness. You can, you, hey, you can shout your shoes off, but if you got unforgiveness in your heart, all you did was put on a show. Hear me? Come on. You can preach. You can preach your tie off, but if you got unforgiveness in your heart, sounding brass and tinkling cymbal, Paul said. I can do all these miracles, but if I don't have love, just, just making noise. And listen, we've got to have forgiveness in our lives. When you, how many times have I said this, church? When you do the word, you get the results of the word. Forgiveness equals forgiveness. If you'll forgive, he's going to forgive you. God's going to take care of you. God will forgive you. And sometimes people may not, you can say, hey, I forgive you. And they go, they're like, I don't want your forgiveness. Okay, <laughs> but I still forgive you. You know, that's on them. They're in trouble because they won't forgive. They won't accept. I don't want your forgiveness. I don't know what, what, well, I still forgive you. I've got to do my, I'm just going to do my part. I'm not a big advocate for people saying, well, I'm just going to do me because I don't, uh, people trying to self-make themselves. But, but when it comes to this, this forgiveness stuff, I'm going to forgive people. I don't care what nobody else does. I'm going to forgive because I'm not, I'm not going to be lost over somebody else's silliness. I refuse to be lost and hear him say, depart from me, I never knew you because I won't be like him in forgiveness. I will forgive. So, well, you just don't know, you just wait. Hey, I'm not wait, hoping for any bad stuff to happen where I have to get put to this test. I hope and pray that I will always make the decision to forgive. But I'm telling you, in my mind and in my heart, it is my desire to forgive. This man fell down and oh, with his mouth, forgive me, have mercy on me, I'll pay you all. He, with his mouth, he, he honored this king and, and said all the right things. He got forgiveness. But his heart was far from the king. He, he, was, just so, he was just glad to, to be out of it. Whew, I'm free now. And then he just forgot all that had happened. Forgot how God had forgiven him. I don't want to forget what God, I'd hate for the Lord to call me back in and say, Let's go through a video of your life before you knew me. Oh, no, not please, not that. And him say, this is what I forgave you of. This is what I forgave you of. And you couldn't forgive somebody because they cut you off in traffic? You couldn't forgive somebody because they cut in line or because they wrote something about you on Facebook? You couldn't forgive them? Seems very insignificant in that light. Forgiveness is a spiritual act that will manifest itself on the physical level. People will actually see and you'll feel a difference, and people will see a difference. People could see. Don't you know when that guy come out? Whoo, I'm debt free. What? Yeah. I went in and asked him to forgive me, and I'm free. So they were rejoicing with him for a moment, but then said that group of people were very sorry to see the way he turned on the forgiveness of the king. 
Forgiveness is a truth. The Bible says the Holy Ghost will lead us in all truth. So believe me, forgiveness is a spiritual act, but it manifests on a physical level. The Holy Ghost will lead us and help us to forgive people. That's part of when we receive power. The Bible says, Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The power, the dunamis of God, that inherent ability of God. You, you get some of his attributes. If you really get the Holy Ghost, you have the ability to forgive. If you say, I won't forgive you, you shot straight past the Holy Ghost. You, you didn't even inquire him. You didn't ask him. You didn't pray. No, you just went right by him and said, nope, Lord, I'm not listening to you on this. I'm not forgiven. That's exactly what you did because the Holy Ghost will lead you in all truth, and that's part of the power we get. So uh, in case we think that maybe that just applies to the time that Jesus walked on the earth, Paul wrote twice about how we should act uh, as saints. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 29, he said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. This is what he's writing to the church forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And you can stand with me. I, I knew it wouldn't be long today, but I feel like God's going to do some things in our hearts here in just a moment. In Colossians 3, he writes again in verse 12 and 13, instructing us, put on therefore as the elect of God, Remember who you are? The elect of God, holy, beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. I'm going to be like Jesus. Forgive. Mercy, long-suffering, grace, compassion. Yeah, that was the Lord. He was more than just a miracle worker in the natural. He was more than just walking on water, more than just feeding multitudes. One of the greatest stories is the woman that they caught and brought to him in the act of adultery and said, the law said, Stoner, what did you say? I say, you without sin cast the first stone. Wow. See, they wasn't ready to forgive her. They was ready to kill her. So his answer went so far beyond theirs that they couldn't do nothing but drop their rocks and walk off. And so he looks around and said, where are your accusers? And she said, nobody's here to condemn me. He said, neither do I. Go your way and sin no more. He forgave her another chance. I'm glad I'm forgiven. I cherish it. I'm thankful for it. For all that I did, I can't even believe that he did forgive me, but he did. So I must be a forgiver. 
I must forgive people their trespasses. If I have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave me, I've got to do the same. Got to. It's not an option, church. It's not an option. Do you hear me? It's got to happen. And so I know that the Lord wants somebody to hear this today. And it may not even be within this house. It may be within your own home or it may be on your job. It may be in your school. It may be in your family somewhere. But I'm telling you today, get this right. Please get this right because you're going to need his forgiveness before he comes back. I'm sure. I know I will. So it's time for us to forgive others. So while she's playing this morning, I'm going to open the altar and invite you to come and pray. And while you're here, examine yourself. Examine your heart. God, show me. Start here. Forgive them here. Show the Lord your intent right here in this altar. Lord, I will forgive them. And if you need to reach out to them, reach out to them. If they're in this room, then go to them and tell them, I'm sorry. Forgive me. If you're not even sure, apologize anyway. Ask forgiveness and then forgive them. Praise God. Come on, let's let's get ourselves right today in the house of the Lord. We've been forgiven. Let's be forgivers. I don't want nothing being a stumbling block keeping me from being the minister that God called me to be, to be the saint that he called me to be. And there ain't nothing that'll shut you down faster than unforgiveness. So pray and seek the Lord today. Let him forgive you and you forgive others. God bless you.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, the scripture says that we'll know the truth and the truth will make us free. Of course, it also tells us that if the Son shall make you free, you're free indeed. But what did he do to set us free? He forgave us. But how freedom indeed is once we forgive also. Full freedom is not just in being forgiven. It's in being a forgiver. Because that's when you become more like him. That's when the Son has made you free indeed. That's the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth is that we must forgive, and it will set us free from that prison of unforgiveness. Aren't you thankful Jesus makes a way? Don't give nobody else that kind of authority or power in your life. You forgive them. You forgive them. You walk out of that prison in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being in service today. I pray God blesses you real good today. See you at prayer meeting tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you.